Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, We have a great show for you today. And we'll get to it in just a second. But first, we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, Munson Savings Bank. These are uncertain times, but Munson Savings Bank continues to grow and evolve. Most recently, by opening a new loan and operations center in Wilbraham and a new branch in East Longmeadow, scheduled to open later this summer. At Munson Savings Bank, we believe in going above and beyond to create solutions for people, businesses, and our community. Okay, we are back with Business Talk. Uh, I'm George O'Brien, editor of Business West. We are talking today with Matt Yee. He is a principal with Enlight. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You got it. Enlight. This is an adult use dispensary in Northampton. We have Matt on the show today. Uh, Let's not call this exactly the five-year anniversary of the cannabis industry in Massachusetts, but it's pretty close. This is the five-year anniversary of the ballot question that, that bought cannabis uh, into uh, the state's economy, if you will. It's been a long road since then. And we want to talk today about uh, just how far cannabis has come, uh, the issues of affecting those in the business, where we are and where we could go. Uh, and you, of course, would uh, be able to touch on all those because you've, you've got a pretty good background in cannabis. Uh, you and your family have uh, kind of done this almost from the beginning. But uh, tell us about that background and about uh, in light. Sure. So I uh, joined the industry uh, a little over four years ago. So I've had a, a front row seat of watching uh, the space evolve um, from the medical use uh, governed by Department of Public Health and then changing over to the Cannabis Control Commission. Uh, new licenses coming on, uh, development of cultivation and production facilities. Um, it's It's been a pretty interesting and, uh, and, and enlightening ride through this entire uh, this entire process and uh, it's, it's been pretty great to see product development and culture development uh, here in Massachusetts hmm. interesting and intriguing it has been all of that uh, you've been involved in, in different aspects of this business uh, we've heard by some people that this is a kind of an equal opportunity industry an equal opportunity business that that different people can get into but It's also got a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulties to actually breaking in. Uh, Do you just want to talk about what what it's like? I know you need capital. Capital is difficult to come by. There are security issues. There's all matters of other uh, hurdles to overcome. Talk about those. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, initially, you know, getting started up in this industry, uh, Massachusetts did deploy a social equity program, uh, one of the first states to do so uh, in the recreational market. Uh, and that program was really built to uplift the, the small operators and the, the folks who were uh, impacted by uh, uh, the war on drugs. And, um, um, you know, now that it is legal uh, and legal consume, uh, there's some, some folks in the past that have uh, um, you know, had encounters with the law and uh, the program's designed to really uh, kind of rectify that. Um, but it's, it's difficult. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, capital is, is very hard for us to uh, come by. We can't uh, do traditional banking and uh, seek traditional loans in our space. Um, 
banking in general is just very, very tough uh, with the federal control. Um, and aside from that, just uh, getting through the licensing process, um, you know, getting your paperwork all all together, uh, legal fees, um, everything. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, crossing of T's and dotting of I's, and uh, if there's one mistake made, um, that can have ramifications as far as um, timeframes and uh, and getting to the actual finish line. So all that equals dollars at the end of the day. Well, use your your own business venture as kind of an example and kind of walk us through this process uh, from kind of start to finish. Uh, it, I assume it just starts with the concept, and then you need a storefront, then you need capital, then you need uh, a product, uh, then you've got to market yourself. Um, talk about the steps in, in, it took to get this off the ground. Sure. So all in all, uh, the Enlight project took about three years from uh, conception to getting to that finish line. Uh, you know, we decided that the the industry was at a turning point where a retail-only entity could exist. Um, in the past, we see a lot of uh, vertically integrated companies uh, that are backed by growth facilities, production facilities. Uh, but the we identified that there is a uh, this was the time and the place where a retail-only purchasing wholesale product from uh, other cultivators could exist. Um, so that timing began, as I said, three years ago. Uh, we identified Northampton as a, a very friendly community. Uh, the mayor is very uh, cannabis licensed forward. And we saw little resistance in that sense. Uh, so beginning the process in that town was uh, sounded like a very logical thing. And then to this day is uh, from there, uh, getting our uh, provisional license with the Cannabis Control Commission, um, finding our site, um, getting through all the inspections and the build outs with the municipal uh, and then also getting through the inspections with the cannabis control commission. It takes uh, it takes a fair amount of time. Uh, there's a lot of hurdles and um, uh, the, the lanes aren't always uh, drawn out in black and white. There's uh, some interpretation and uh, you know, sometimes you have to react very, very quickly. And uh, if you don't, that can uh, equate to extended timeframes of waiting and uh, trying to uh, uh, fix Further issues get reinspected, uh, and then make uh, various agendas that the uh, the CCC has set forth. Interesting. Uh, it's a relatively new industry. There there are some models out there to follow. There's some textbooks, if you will, but you're still kind of charting new ground here. Uh, each kind of of these businesses is different. Uh, what, what's that like as an entrepreneur? And your family is, of course, very entrepreneurial. Uh, used to breaking new ground with some of these things? I think, you know, it really takes open-mindedness. Um, the rules are constantly changing. Uh, you know, fortunately, our commissioners uh, are listening to the feedback from license holders. Um, so our regulations do get adjusted pretty frequently. Uh, but, but as you said, it's a very new industry. Um, Massachusetts has modeled after some of its uh, predecessors, Colorado, California, and whatnot. But um, you know, it's all very new and uh, you know, certain people have various concerns that uh, in time no longer become a concern. Um, so just really having the ability to uh, keep your finger on the pulse uh, and be able to switch and pivot very quickly is, is very important in this industry because, uh, you know, things change at an extremely rapid pace. Well, we've heard that word pivot uh, in most all businesses during this pandemic. And I'm sure the pandemic is had some impact on this business as well. So um, let's talk a little bit about the cannabis industry itself. It, it's only five years old. Do we have any 
idea yet where we might be able to take this in terms of uh, competition, uh, kind of a ceiling when it comes to just how many new businesses we can bring in. I guess I want to ask how big can cannabis be compared to how big it is now? Well, it's, it's interesting. You know, we, when we first uh, started here in Massachusetts, uh, for example, uh, the product selection and uh, the form that it was in was very infantile. Uh, you know, back in the, in the early days, uh, it was very common for cannabis to come in a, a pretty um, familiar uh, pharmaceutical bottle, uh, you know, child resistant kind of thing. Um, nowadays, we're seeing very, very sophisticated packaging, very well thought out, well designed, uh, all with the consumer in mind. Um, you know, the brand war is, is beginning uh, in this last year or so. Uh, we're seeing so many more brands, national brands come to Massachusetts. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, and that being said, there's, uh, we're kind of on the precipice of this uh, high quality uh, cannabis product uh, coming out. So uh, like uh, my own license being a, a retailer only, we're seeing more and more uh, producers only. So they don't have a cultivation. They're buying what we call biomass on the wholesale market. And then they are processing that into uh, vaporizing cartridges, edibles, topicals. Uh, but that is what they're doing exclusively. Um, and with those folks putting their energies and resources into uh, a very limited amount of products, we're seeing some very compelling things happening. High quality, uh, high quality products. Um, you know, very interesting things. New technologies. Uh, there's still a lot of road left in this journey. Hmm. There certainly is. Okay, this is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We're talking with Matt Yee. Uh, he's one of the founders of Enlight, uh, a new dispensary that just opened in Northampton. And we're talking about cannabis, uh, the industry, uh, now five years old, uh, where it is and, and where it can go in Western Massachusetts. As, as you watch what's happened in some of those other states like Colorado, are there uh, lessons to be learned? Are there, there red flags that you can see? Are there patterns that you said we're kind of following on the heels of, of Colorado? What, what, what can you glean from watching what's happening in other states? Well, it was, it was interesting in Colorado. You know, that was kind of the, uh, the great experiment um, when they went recreational. Uh, a lot of eyes were on, on that space and, uh, and what folks would do. Um, you know, we, Massachusetts has learned from some of their faults. Um, you know, around uh, things like uh, over-purchasing and um, product being diverted out of state. Uh, so the state, uh, Massachusetts is very, very conscious of that, um, which is very important. Um, but it, overall, uh, in Colorado, it's been a, a major success. And um, I wouldn't say there's any necessarily red flags. Um, there's just uh, a, a lot of interesting dynamic products that are, are coming out of uh, Colorado space, California space, uh, that are making their ways to Massachusetts. Um, we see a more advanced consumer in those states where the market has been around a little bit longer. Uh, and we can anticipate here in Massachusetts that consumers will follow suit. Um, things like uh, solventless extraction was uh, a big hit in Colorado. And, um, you know, I hear a lot of producers saying that that's uh, that what they're gunning for as far as uh, the next round of uh, product development. Um, so that's just one instance of a technology and a process that uh, has done very, very well uh, in a more mature market, 
and uh, Massachusetts is catching up to that. Um, I guess uh, any other red flags would just be supply chain. Uh, you know, some of the other markets out west, uh, we see an oversaturation of of product going on, and the uh, the price of uh, flour or the price per pound, as we refer to in the industry, uh, uh, can drop. Um, that's a major concern for us in Massachusetts. Um, you know, when when that happens, we see layoffs at cultivation centers and. Uh, uh, you know, various issues like that. At the end of the day, the consumer doesn't complain, but uh, uh, it's not a very uh, healthy environment as far as uh, uh, cultivation and production. Well, you mentioned saturation. Uh, I guess in most businesses, uh, more means more, uh, but we don't know just how much we can bring into this state, how much we can bring into this region. Uh, you mentioned earlier that we still have a long way to go and uh, this uh, sector still has a lot of growth opportunity, but um, I'm just wondering again, uh, how much before we get to the point where the market does become saturated? Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting question. And I always uh, pay attention to the black market. Uh, you know, in this industry, I say our biggest competitor for all of us and, and in the commercial side is the black market. Um, there's still a lot of shoppers out there uh, shopping in that space. Uh, the prices are far cheaper. Uh, the product. What, what is the black market? Just so so I'll know. And, and uh, so the, the traditional space where you would buy cannabis goods. Um, uh, and there's actually uh, you know events here in Massachusetts, much like a farmers market, where you can uh, attend there and buy uh, products that people are producing uh, in their own home kitchens or in their own grow facilities, uh, whether that's at their uh, their house or elsewhere. Um, you know, it's 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 considered illicit and you know uh, somewhat illegal, uh, but uh, it does exist. And you, as uh, commercial operators, we do acknowledge that and you know pay homage to it. It is essentially where our consumers have their their starting base. You know, before recreational, uh, but it's it's a very very strong market, and um, a lot of dollars are still being spent there. So one of uh, you know my goals as a commercial operator is to uh, provide high quality products that can. Uh, you know, compete with those items, whether it's uh, price points or uh, accolades like testing and uh, packaging on our side. Um, you know, there's there's many advantages that we have in the commercial market, but also uh, many disadvantages. Hmm. Okay. So again, looking at uh, this industry moving forward, you see plenty of room for growth. I, I want you to kind of just talk about how cannabis is kind of uh, uh, I don't know, become part of the landscape here. I know we all had expectations about what would happen five years ago and, and how cannabis might impact the economy and local communities. But, uh, did you ever think it would become this much of a force in terms of everything from absorption of storefronts to jobs to uh, just everything that is bought, tax revenue, uh, all of that? It has really become a force. Yeah, and you, I always saw this industry as uh, a high potential for growth. Um, and I, I reflect, uh, it was actually uh, four years ago, almost to the date, um, Maryland launched its medical program. And I was uh, at the ground floor at that, uh, opening a store. Um, and the amount of stories I heard of people coming in for their first legitimate legal purchase, um, it was it was quite life-changing, you know, seeing the amount of depth that this product can bring to people, um, how happy people were that they didn't have to go to the black market and illicit market to find what they were looking for, that they could walk into a storefront 
um, you know, people of all, all ages, all creed, all colored looking uh, for these products. Um, it, it's, I think it was then that I realized how far reaching this, that this can be um, in many ways. It's, it's, you know, we call it recreational, um, but majority of the people that we see coming in these storefronts are looking for uh, more sleep, less pain, more relaxation, um, simply a, a better way of life. Uh, that being said, you know, you can really take a look at how deep that goes within people. Uh, uh, you know, first time consumers coming back uh, the next day and giving you a big hug because uh, um, the product worked for them. They had a great night's sleep. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of aspects of this industry uh, that are still untapped and a lot of consumers that um, haven't quite tried the products yet, but are interested. So uh, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of space to go. It's a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect it necessarily to go that deep within a uh, uh, society, I suppose. But uh, it, the more time I spend in this space, uh, the more I realize that it it really truly is there in, in many many different capacities. You've only been open uh, a little while, but uh, are you off to a, a good start? Yeah, so far so good. Um, you know, we've got a great location in Northampton, right on Damon Road, off the uh, off the highway there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the, the biggest convenience for people is, uh, a, a nice big parking lot right off the highway in a highly traveled area. So we've gotten some great comments on that. Um, and overall the team has been great. Uh, our, our menu selection is pretty, uh, pretty awesome right now. We're at about uh, 230 items on the menu and that's increasing. So, uh, a little something for everyone. 230 items. Wow. So what's in the business plan in terms of, of where this could be in a couple of years and what it might be? more expansion to different locations? Well, unlike does have a second site selected in Indian Orchard. Um, we're hoping to get that location launched uh, mid next year, 2022. Uh, and then we're still in the hunt for a third location. Uh, of course, in Massachusetts, we're limited to three retail licenses at a time. So uh, we call it the three magic boats and uh, we'll make sure that that third location is a outstanding spot and uh uh, you know, well-selected. Uh, that's uh, seems to be the name of the game right now is uh, location, location, location. Well, that's the name of the game in, in most businesses. And uh, this is, like you said, there's, as more locations get picked up, uh, finding those spots might become more difficult. So we wish you a lot of luck in what you're doing and uh, keep up the good work, as they say. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on with us today. Uh, very enlightening, uh, very intriguing, uh, providing some insight into a business that people have heard about, but perhaps needed to know a little bit more. So we look forward to having on you again, uh, maybe a, in a year or so, see how you're doing and uh, see where you've taken this business. So I'll be intrigued to see. Yeah, look forward to it. Okay. So thank you again. And thank you all of you for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of Business Talk a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local, sponsored this month by Munson Savings Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time. 